KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Jennifer Stone and Stone's Throw. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is September the 11th, 2018. As most of you know, today is the 17th anniversary of 9-11, that attack on the Twin Towers in Manhattan, attack on the Pentagon, the plane we lost, all those lives lost, those men on the plane, those heroic gay men, some, some, some good stories, mostly just just a kind of a kind of change came over me. I, I'm an old lady and I I try to keep track of the numbers and the dates and uh, it seems to me yesterday, 17 years I remember, I remember something they taught us when I was a little child. They said, remember remember Pearl Harbor that was December the 7th 1941. I remember that. I remember. Uh, I, I remember moving to Southern California so my father could join the Navy and go to war. And then I remember the date 1945. I remember those atomic bombs. They dropped those bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Now, I, I, I was eight. I was eight. In December the 7th, 1941, yes, I like to make the dates and count the years. I remember the atomic bombs. Uh, Molly Ivins used to say that it hurt, hurt her because her birthday was on August the 6th. That was Hiroshima. Uh, August the 8th was Nagasaki. I remember I looked last night for a poem written about why the second bomb? Why? Why that second bomb on Nagasaki if the point was simply to show that this bomb was the ultimate in destruction? Never mind. August the 8th. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Ah, uh, before 1945, right? December 7th. 
Yes, the bomb. And then 1942, FDR, the president, he put thousands of Japanese Americans in detention camps. You know, uh, well, really, they were concentration camps. I mean, they they had armed guards. Uh, most of those Japanese Americans were American citizens. Anyway, someone apologized, I think, uh, President Reagan. And anyway, uh, then came Korea. I don't remember those days. I remember... Um, uh, a boy, a high school boy, got out of school. I, I guess he was my boyfriend. He went to Korea, and then, then a long time, then Vietnam. Ah, yes, my kid brother. That was his, his. Well, he became an alcoholic, a quadriplegic, and. Now, now I am 84, and uh, they're all dead, my family, and the people who died in those tragic, uh, uh, what were they, uh, not wars, uh, <laughs> anyway, 17 years ago, on 9-11, I came over here to KPFA, and, uh, I, I had brought lots of things. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt's speech when she was upset about her husband, Franklin Roosevelt, doing that awful thing, putting the Japanese in the, in the detention camps. And Eleanor, uh, later she went to the United Nations and there's a wonderful speech she made about, uh, universal human rights, you know, kind of like, uh, our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. She wrote a Declaration of Human Rights. And there it was, and there it is. Uh, you can read it anytime <laughs> you want. Uh, I just remember <clears throat> on 9-11, that day or another day in that week, <clears throat> I was uh, not upset, but I, I remember trying to be wise. I was going to be wise, I thought. Uh, yes. Wisdom, like Susan Sontag and all the other public intellectuals, they were all writing about uh, how we must seize the moral high ground. Seize the moral high ground. I love that phrase. Uh, be, uh, <laughs> make about it, yes. Anyway, uh, it was suggested that revenge was a bad idea after all. Uh, Osama bin Laden and his gang, they couldn't claim to be a nation state, so how could it be a war? They had to be perceived as criminals, uh, mere criminals, uh, rather large size criminals. Uh, bin Laden, of course, was finally taken out, let us say, by uh, President Obama. Okay, uh, the point, the point was to avoid war in the Middle East. You know, revenge, um, George W. Bush, revenge for his father, Saddam Hussein, George Bush Sr. Aha, yes. Aha, I remember 
over and over and over that expression, WMD, weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> there weren't any. <laughs> oh, yes, old New Yorker cartoons of, uh, you, you know, uh, the cave of Alibaba and the people go in and there's nothing there. No weapons of mass destruction. Anyway, I think they found one. Never mind. Uh, you know what happened. Uh, not a nation state. I think I think that still holds. But uh, so many people tried. They really tried to persuade George W. not, not to go to war. Oh, Jennifer, stop, stop, all with the wringing of the hands. That seems to be my job in old age. Certain futile gestures, classic Cassandra, jabbering, jabbering, yes. I see us all as a a Greek chorus. I was in lots of Greek plays, and uh, yes, uh, we were in the chorus crying out to the rulers, uh, don't. Don't make the same mistake again. Don't do it over and over and over. Oh, enough, 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 enough. I can't take it. I just get so tired of being futile. Uh, anyway, I guess I I felt things. I I felt things then, but I was much younger. I I thought. Things would get better. <laughs> Racism would go away. All the, all the dumb things would go away. But <laughs> at that time, I, I posted over my typewriter my favorite uh, quote from Albert Einstein. Old Albert said, Two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. Ah, the name of the stars called Wormwood. The third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Yes, think about that. Come Hell and high water, that's going to happen this week. The East Coast is waiting for Florence. Ah, yes. Hell and high water. I'm fond of Revelation. Uh, It seems to me that more and more we have what I would call biblical events. Uh, (laughs) Climate change. When the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again, and said, Go, And take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it, 
and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and I ate it up, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. (laughs) And he was clothed with a vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. I heard it, I heard the Word, I heard the Word. (laughs) Ah, yes, the beast. I was going to tell you more about the beast. I'm working on that here. <laughs> Got to find it. It's in my notes, the stuff about the beast. Before I do anything else, I got to remember. Got to remember to tell you that there is something on the TV, on HBO, that uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up. It's all about Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas back in 1991. Talk about a date. 1991. <laughs> Clarence Thomas has been on the court for, let's see, 10, 20, not quite 30 years. Uh, 10, 20, 30, okay, okay, 27 years. He's had a chance to do a hell of a lot of damage anyway back in 1991. There was a confirmation hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee there. In the <laughs> and anyway... Uh, I just thought I would refer you to this movie. It's a docudrama, a feature film called Confirmation. That's what they do. They confirm the justice for the Supreme Court. They do advice and consent, you know. Uh, uh, President Obama was supposed to be able to do that, and they uh, they blocked that. They just refused refused to talk to the guy, refused to vet him, you know. And so, um, the the present president, D.J. Trump, was in a position to appoint one right-wing judge, and now he has a chance to appoint another. Uh, anyway, back in the day, there was this confirmation hearing. I just think it was very enlightening. Uh, 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 Joe Biden was the chairman of that committee back in 1991. Joe Biden, folks, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. (laughs) There's a scene in the movie where some of the women senators go to the, uh, I don't know, the lunchroom somewhere where the men are sitting down uh, eating and uh, they stood by the table and... One of the women says, so much power, so little wisdom. That's the caption over these guys' heads, right? 
so much power, so little wisdom. Anyway, uh, uh, Barbara Boxer says it was the worst moment of her political career. What happened, she said, was uh, they they um, slipped it by them, slipped it past uh, some senators gone for the weekend or something, and they thought that there was time to introduce many more women, not just Anita Hill, who had been talking there to the committee for several days. They had uh, lined up a number of women, all ready to tell their stories to the committee, and whoops, before they had a chance to speak, uh, the committee had confirmed uh, Clarence Thomas. How do these things happen? (laughs) These guys are on the court for the rest of their lives, and in these days, that could mean half a century. Ah, well... Let's see. I just thought, well, I I didn't know. I've got an essay here that I I was thinking I should read to you, but I I just want to save it. It's it's a long, miserable, real uh, pamphlet, you know, on sexual harassment and whether or not it is going to awaken our culture to the oppression of womankind. I think you may have heard enough about that. Oh, that story has no beginning and no end. Probably that's why it's so important, but uh, I don't know whether this particular this particular moment is the time. Uh, obviously, there has been a rise in consciousness. Oh, feminism, as we know, is the fundamental social, well, political struggle. The last revolution. Oh, wow. Just imagine for a moment what kind of a world we would live in if no woman, not one female on this planet, was forced to get pregnant. If every woman could choose, could decide for herself when and if she had a child, imagine (laughs) no pregnancy without ecstasy. Ah, there you go. Only the woman must choose when and why, how, the whole bit. Now, think, just really try to visualize that. Inside of a week, the whole world would change. No forced pregnancy anywhere. Women would be uh, liberated overnight. They would be free to choose and, best of all, free to love. To truly love. Not just the men or the women in their lives, but free to love when and where there is a need. And, gosh, to be mother of the world if she feels like it. (laughs) Governments would change all over the globe. Wealth would flow through communities in ways we never, never dreamed of. I can see it all now, boys and girls. (laughs) I can't take it. I'm going to 
skip all that and save it for another day because it's an important, important, important subject. This is sexual harassment. (laughs) Should there be a law? Uh, Obviously, it's an issue that has no... uh, Ah, no beginning and no end. As my father used to say, never let a sailor put his hand above your knee. (laughs) We know, we all know. But we pretend we don't, and we go on and go on. Whether it's a pinch, a pinch, or whether it's death. Uh, (laughs) yes. Uh, well, it depends, depends. I was actually, I, I don't know why, but I have to tell you a story. There's a movie called Nuts, N-U-T-S, Nuts, starring Barbara Streisand. It's about a, a call girl who murders a trick, and she has a, she'd had a kind of a flashback to the time when her uh, stepfather, a stepfather, yes, played by Carl Malden, used to slip money under the door of the bathroom. Uh huh. Used to pay her for uh, whatever it was they indulged in. Anyway, the uh, mother, Maureen Stapleton, another great actor, Maureen Stapleton. She's pretty much, uh, pretty much in denial. She's also an alcoholic. Uh, anyway, Barbara Streisand grows up with all this bitterness and uh, repressed anger, and then suddenly, all of a sudden, a trick. Uh, uh, hangs out in her bathroom, something to do with the bathroom in any case. Uh, He dies, and the rest of the movie is spent showing you how all this happened. And what's interesting to me, what is interesting, is that when I went to see this movie some years ago here in Berkeley, I was in one of those um, uh, movie theaters where there's four or five screening rooms, and uh, this was in the last one, in the depths, back there in the dark. The light was light was coming out. It was a change that people were leaving the theater. And another, uh, another uh, uh, screening was to begin. An elderly woman made her way out of the screening room. She had just seen the movie Nuts, starring Barbara Streisand. Yes. And... She had a cane, this woman. She was very old. And she came up to me. She was uh, glowing. She was so enthusiastic. And she said to me, she said, This film, this movie, this will change your life. She said that. She said, This will change your life. I looked at her like she was nuts, you know. And I did not engage her in conversation. I just said, well, who knows, who knows, who knows. Uh, I was just startled, I guess, too startled to talk to her about it. Stupid me. Anyway, uh, I think what it meant to me was the depth of repression, suppression, that exists in our culture, in our society, that women have kept their mouths shut in spite of the fact that some of them talk all the time. We do, we do. I myself definitely have symptoms of hysteria. Uh, 
Yes, I can talk, 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 but can I stop? So interesting are symptoms. Anyway, uh, it is curious. I remember writing one little story, a super super, uh, expression of denial about uh, the way I... Uh, what do you call that, uh, referred back to my own experience. Virginia Woolf used to do that, she used to write letters, she used to, you know, lay out the facts. Uh, her sister, Vanessa, said, well, you know, Virginia never sympathized with masculine desires. You know, anyway, uh, the depth of denial, uh, well... Check out a movie called The Tale with Laura Dern. That's another one. A pretty hideous film about a 13-year-old girl who was uh, sexually abused by a coach. That's a very familiar story. Another story that we're hearing everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Golly. Oh, golly. I had had brought with me a wonderful little book because it jumps back into the past. And I thought... How nice to read something from long, long ago, long before my own, now, well, I don't know, my own awakening, but something kind of fun. Uh, hmm, is it any use? Is it any use? Oh, dear, this isn't fun either. <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's a, it's a story I wrote as he was published in uh, 1977. By the Berkeley Poets Workshop. Yes, it's prose. Uh, I suppose it's prose. Uh, let's see. See, I'm going to read you just a, a little passage because it's something I can pick up later after the marathon. I might finish it up for you. It's uh, about a character called Teresa Timeless. Yours truly, Teresa Timeless. Uh, I call my children Sam and Simon. Sam is the older child, Simon the younger. Anyway. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It's all about, yes, it's all about when I was a school teacher at Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Uh, <laughs> uh, junior high. Huey Newton went to that school. Uh, let's see. I don't know which, I, I, I don't want to read you the, the sad parts, but the rough starts stops. Let's see. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is better. I, here it is. I, Teresa Timeless, was once upon a time an English teacher. (laughs) This story is called Now It Is Today. It's winter 1974. That's the title. I, Teresa Timeless, yes, was once upon a time an English teacher, but that was here in America. So it could not last because I was, well, I was a teacher around the time of the words. So called by certain journalists, yes, at that time, a free speech movement. My students were black and blue. Nothing I knew about language or freedom was of any use to them. I told them so. I admitted it. Oh, now I took courses in African literature and history, and I hung out with the underground at Merritt College in Oakland before it was raped and thrown into the hills. Yes, 
But I was only a missionary. I thought I had the power and privilege of a white man and the compassion of a black woman. But I was a fossil, (laughs) a female fossil at that. In the classroom, I suggested we divide into groups. That was the fashion. I suggested three groups. Martyrdom, sabotage, and those who stand and wait. (laughs) The principal caught us. (laughs) He took down all those posters of the Olympics, you remember? (laughs) Then he asked me, Who is this Paul Roberson anyway? I'm going to mark this little story because it's a wonderful story about things as they were. Yes, because today it is nine. No, no, no. It's 2018. Yes. And I am 84. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. I'll be back on the air again after the marathon. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. The Film Network has been praised as a work of keen insight. And it's KPFA's and the New Parkway's next movie matinee. Screenwriter Patty Chayefsky's clairvoyant vision of the changing television landscape saw the future of media with a disturbing clarity. Network, directed by City Lament, is a stinging satire, a brilliant take on the flaws of our capitalistic society. The film centers around Howard Beale, an aging, deranged TV news anchor who has lost his strong ratings, so the network fires him. Beale, played by Peter Finch, reacts in this timeless rant. I want you to get up right now and go to the window... Open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Join us Saturday, September 22nd at 3 p.m. for Network at 